0: Everything we do with language and communication is all metaphors. It's all somewhat ambiguous, and it's all alive in the moment. And then after that, it's a different thing. Before that, it's a different thing.
1: That's Billy, also known as Bill Nice. Rapper, game designer, imperfectionist, and incorrigible wordsmith. My longtime husband and baby daddy sat down to chat about the wondrous opportunity of personal vocabularies, meditation, his methods for world class deck building, and stage fright. I'm Amber, and here's Angelica
2: with our weekly chat. Hi, Billy. Hi, Angelica. Thanks for joining us on Chatty Crafties, a show where I celebrate my creative friends to get inspired by everyday art you go by Bill Nice on SoundCloud how would you describe the music you make
0: so I would say the music I make makes sense to me that's been a big uh, turning point and uh, learning in some time in this last stretch of five six seven years I don't remember when but at some point like I definitely noticed not not that it was like exactly what I wanted it to be, but my music made sense to me. Making changes to it made sense to me. Um, so to bring that to bring that back to like for other people, what my music is like, it is music that is wrapped around my experience. Like like I very much focus on making sure it makes sense to me, and then trying to make more sense out of it that I can share. It's idiosyncratic eclectic hip-hop with a heavy focus on a kind of personal vocabulary and landscape of metaphors and puns and ideas that are just not necessarily in your face at any given time but I think like I bring up so, con- so often and so like consistently with my own kind of way that I look at these things that like, I try to make music where this vocabulary builds over time if you listen to it. I'm still working on figuring out how to make the first three times interesting, right? Like the first time you listen to it, wanting to listen to it again, I'm still working on that. There are people that inspire me in the sense of like, not that I wanna make their music, but that I, I love their music and I want to go on the journey that that I feel like they've gone on um, of putting themselves in music Um, Outkast Kendrick Lamar uh, are two that really stand out for me Um, they some of the things I really love about watching them are their constant evolution you can tell they're constantly paying attention to the music they're making and then to the music that's getting made around them as very idiosyncratic artists like they're each very much their own thing um but they are processing just their artistic moment uh at a really high level fiona apple it's a very similar uh, affection and appeal for me the writing is both like so well crafted um and so immediate right um it's it's poetic and it just hits you right away like i'm nothing like this my my delivery which you might pick up on the on this interview like i f- i prefer a very like monotone with small movements m- small inflections mm-hmm. my delivery but like listening to someone like bjork right just the this range of making emotional expressive sounds um and the dynamics of being able to move between them in just such like natural human experience kind of ways. Um, I want to think about those things. I think my style is always going to be like pretty monotone, um, but I want to be thinking about those same kinds of things that they're so like did such a great job of showing.
2: That's so interesting that Bjork is one of your influences because her cadence, her like exploration of sound, Mm-hmm certainly the emotional range and the you know the the stories and um, themes she explores i could certainly uh, apply that to yeah. your lyrics
0: and I, yeah i think she's also someone who's like over her career just built up a personal vocabulary and shared it with people right and just been very consistent and very like you know yeah this kind of fabulous language for talking about the world
2: and, like, it's her pure identity. Like, you can't see anyone else <laughs> in her. Yeah. She's my yeah. favorite. My absolute favorite. I'm
0: interested in the first thing you hear catching your ear. Mm-hmm. But, like, what I'm really committed to is that, like, there's this picture to get over the course. Of, like, like, that the art is attached to a person. Mm-hmm. I write lyrics spontaneously a lot. Just lyrical phrases will pop into my head, or uh, whether it's a line or a pair of words, an idea, and then I'll just start playing with it, right? Like like pacing, I'll just start playing with the, the words. I have recently, in, I'd say in the last year, built up the habit of noticing when I'm doing that and turning on the recorder on my phone because I will continue to come up with lines but then it's like you have all these lines you're trying to remember and I lose stuff all the time so I came up with it or I developed this habit of turning on the phone and recording as soon as I noticed that I was doing it um so that's one way I write um and that's probably like they're both kind of surprising so the other way is I'll go to record some music like go to record some vocals and um I'll find a beat and I'll have some lyrics like that I intend to do on that beat. And once I start listening to the beat, I just start having other ideas. I just start writing new stuff. I always switch over to writing new stuff. Like if, if it's coming, then I just switch to doing that. And so then I'll just spend that time, um, writing on this new beat and just see where that goes. Um, I've, I've noticed like my natural writing, just like, when I go through that moment and, like, put my pen down and, like, uh, feel kind of spent, it tends to be right about one, like, traditional verse, like, 16 to 20 bars. Um, So it's just been a really nice, easy to, like, good chunks of my writing just happen there. And
3: then
0: later I'll fill in as necessary.
2: So do you ever have the music first or is it always lyrics first?
0: Um... No, sometimes, sometimes I have the music first. Um, I do not nearly as much and, and not nearly for as much of my lifetime, but I, like, I do noodle around with making up beats and, and then I'll just have them sitting around. Um, what I find never happens is that I make a beat and then intentionally write lyrics to it.
2: And do you like to collaborate on songs, or produce and write all of that um, by yourself?
0: So I haven't gotten to collaborate on music a lot. Um, a lot of it is just big stage fright. I really like working on teams. I really like working on teams creatively, trying to like make something, trying to like make room for all the voices, and then like find the the artful. Not the compromise, but like what's there in all of those voices and everything they've pointed out. So I really like working on teams, and I really want to do that on music, but so far it's been, um, I I guess I would say I started focusing kind of seriously and just keep finding ways where I can keep working in my free time, Mm -hmm. and that's mostly alone. Um, And I've started looking for more chances to work with other people. My brother-in-law, Wyatt, and I, before he just had a a kid, um, we were getting together every week and just, I mean, nothing coming of it, just jamming. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me kind of freestyling and just all his guitars and drums and everything. Um, And that that was really fun just to, it's a different problem when there's someone else in the room. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And you collaborated with Matt on a song a year or so ago.
0: I did. I can see even in that year, I didn't. I needed to practice. Like I think Matt and I had a lot of like fun working on that, but I also had like limited skills that I was bringing into the collaboration. I was talking to Amber recently. I'm really hungry for collaboration right now because it seems like the next learning environment that I really want to focus on.
2: Because in your day job, you're a game designer. Yeah. And so, what does that entail? Can you kind of describe for our listeners, like, what kind of games and, like, what um, you do when designing them, the kind of feedback you provide?
0: Sure. Um, okay. Because so, it's super interesting. Yeah.
2: And I love hearing this kind of stuff.
0: I, w- I work on a very specific niche uh, strategy card games. Um, I got into it early. Uh, The big ones people might know are Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, uh, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! are kind of like the big names that people probably heard of in their childhood. Um, But it's this genre of games. It's kind of chess meets poker, right? Strategy, luck, all combined. I got into this genre of games.
2: Playing it. Playing
0: it. Mm -hmm. uh, Competing. Um, there's There's a very... Uh, developed competitive circuit, right? Uh, they ha- they even have, like, somewhat of a pro tier of players who make their livings playing the game. And I uh, uh, had always played games, and I got into it, and I was like, oh, I want to go do that. You know, I said it's a mix of chess and poker, and you can imagine, like, that is just, like, this huge range of game skills that you need to be really good at this game. Um, but the one that kind of, like, spoke to me like that was just fun and exciting um was deck building so these are card games imagine like you have a poker deck but instead of everyone like you would have your poker deck i would have my poker deck and we'd play them against each other but instead of everyone having the same cards in there there'd be like thousands of cards and you pick the 50 that you put in your deck and i pick the 50 that i put in my deck so like you go out in all of this mess of thousands of cards and you like figure out something to do. It's this really complicated, artistic, creative problem solving, right? There's not just like, I'll just go down the checklist and figure out what the right thing to do is. Like the problem is too big for that. Mm -hmm. So you have to to explore it creatively. So that just immediately appealed to me. And then that ended up transitioning. Uh, I got a game design job um, from someone I knew through playing Magic.
2: Magic the Gathering.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um,
2: because you won right you won what is what did you win
0: so i had a in one of the top level tournaments the ones that the the pros play in um i had a second place finish uh i think i took home 11.
1: don't don't say the number it's too much
0: money (laughs) (laughs) um I think I took home eleven thousand dollars, so it qualified me as a pro. Because got, you won a tournament. Because I won a tournament, so like I was a, I was qualified for all the events for the next year. Like I was part of the the pro circuit. Oh, okay. And it got my name out there, right? Like I was in the finals of one of their like they have four of these events a year, so like everyone that that plays competitively watches this. So I was in the finals. There was some controversy. Um, I got booed, my mom was watching, she cried. Why did you get booed? <laughs> um, because, like I said, I was focusing on this like creative artistic problem of, of building these decks out of this huge chaotic like pool of cards. I was not focusing on the part that most people focus on which is playing really tight and well, <laughs> right? So like, I, I played the same way. I played very creatively, I, I learned how to see more and then act, and then just like try to figure out things as I was going. A lot of people um, put a lot of work into playing methodically, and I didn't. I was interested in the figuring out these decks, figuring out how to rearrange all these parts, how to like manage all the relationships. You end up with a sixty-card deck, and each card does its own individual thing. But what really makes the game sing is that cards sometimes work well together and sometimes work poorly together. And you have to manage all those relationships all the way from the like, am I gonna put this card in my deck? And how does that affect what else goes in my deck? And then how does that affect how I'm going to actually play the games? So it's just like all this relationship management without any clear cut answers. And that was the fun like space for me. And I was really good at it. I was good enough that like, I would come to these events and and I would have decks that like, that I built like myself, my like, you know, just working on my own in my own.
2: Uh, how do you build a deck? You collect certain cards.
0: There, there's a logistical part to it, and so uh-huh. it's kind of like um, doing landscape, right? Like, there's the how do you how do you build this? Well, there's the design part. You build, you design the deck, right? You list down all the parts that are going to be in it. You figure out why it's those parts. You like. Understand kind of what the problem you're designing this deck for and and so you you Just go through all of that and you go through it over and over you You come up with one deck list one list of 60 cards and and you think this is how it's gonna work And then you test it and Mm -hmm. you are like well that didn't do what I think it did But I saw this other new thing and then you know, and you just keep going through and you design and then there's the logistical part which is you actually have to find the card somewhere um, and that's the, the business of the game, they come out with new cards all the time, um, and but I, fe- <laughs> I found ways around that, like I borrowed everything, like uh, everything I could, I tried not to own any cards.
2: You know, when you were describing how you played at that tournament reminded me of a conversation we had in Seattle when Matt and I went to visit you guys on our baby moon. yeah. And I think you know what conversation I'm talking about. We were like at a restaurant and you really just wanted to like explore. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but it was a very long <laughs> and it almost felt like an argument, but we weren't at odds. Like we weren't even like on a disagreement about what the conversation was, but you wanted to explore like as a devil's advocate, All right, well, if you say that, then this. And if you believe that, well, what about this? And it wasn't like you wanted to win or, you know, that someone would lose, that you just really were curious about every single side and facet and consequence of all of these thoughts. Yeah. And it makes me think that's kind of how you explore, um, you know, these card designs where it's, you're not trying to be cutthroat and win these tournaments. You just, you want to see what the story unfolds.
0: I don't like focusing on mistakes or avoiding them. I like focusing on looking for stuff. And methodical play is about focusing on mistakes. And, and exploring is about looking for stuff. And just like mistakes happen or they don't happen. And just like, you, you learn how to survive them right yeah you learn how to to manage them but you don't like you're not motivated by them
2: how does imperfection play in your music then
0: when i am generating music it's not that i i won't delete things but i am always trying to just like keep moving forward in what i'm making um if i delete it's, you know it's like oh that was just obviously a bad like i flubbed that one whatever delete it do it again but like once I get to a reasonable take of something um, so when I find a reasonable take um, I'll, I'll move on right and when I move on I may still notice problems like the reasonable takes not perfect there's things I want to still improve about the whole song that I'm listening to the whole thing that I'm listening to instead of trying to address that by deleting that reasonable take and then making a better reasonable take i will try to add something in that speaks to that responds to that problem i'm noticing so i might add something in that i think fixes it i might add something in that i think plays with it like i'm not really committed on what it is but i will try to find something that responds to the problem i'm hearing um but just like adding in uh i feel like unless i've put myself in a position where I'm like okay this is this is your major label debut album or like like something where I'm really committed to buttoning down everything like I feel like I get so much more out of looking for the next like trying to fix problems by adding trying to respond to problems by adding and just practicing the next like kind of positive forward moving move because mm-hmm. now I practice two different things. Neither of them may work, but I, like, I just keep practicing them. And then, you know, never listen to the song again if I don't like it.
2: How does performance fit in?
0: Uh, <laughs> I've got big stage fright. Um, you know, like visceral, like my body flushes. I feel like I'm just vibrating on the inside. Like I can't control my pace of anything. Like I can't just be like my normal, relaxed just observational take it all in self like i'm so like oh, how do i process this
2: Interesting. overwhelmed um because i wouldn't see that about you like knowing how you just kind of comfortably talk to anybody and explore any kind of conversation
0: it's a it's almost a strict line between presentational and conversational
2: okay sure
0: this could be work meetings where on my game design teams the first handful of times that I had to like present when I was uh, leading teams and I had to present to our department VP, right? Just like the the monthly update. And the first couple of times I had to do that, like I'm reading off of one sheet and I've been in these not as a talking person. I know what it is and I'm still just, like it's presentational. Yep you can be prepared in a general sense to just talk to people, and then the specifics happen in the conversation. In um, performance, that frightens me. The part that's awesome you see people do it, and the part that is, um, is alluring is, well, what if you can explore in that space, right? Like what if you can keep being conversational exploratory instead of like thinking of it this other way
2: Do you feel like performance is a necessary outcome of your creative expression, Uh, or can you just? I mean, if you don't like, it... it's a constantly
0: present idea. So I haven't been able to, to just like, not have it in my life as an idea, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like, um, Amber just brought me to uh, an open mic this week. Really? Uh huh. Um, I like it. And my, you know, and I, I, I. couldn't just be in my head like oh no, this is has nothing to do with what i want to do i was like no you you should go you know just that it's very hard to get away from that idea that like no you should just go get in front of people and and do your thing and like you don't have to get on every stage but find some safe stages and and go do that and
2: did you do
3: it uh
0: it's not my vision right like when i when i'm imagining like the mountain i want to end up climbing has nothing to do with performing um but it is really hard to get away from it in the learning and exploring process for me.
2: Sure. I, sure. I, I, that yeah. makes sense. Um, what tools do you use when recording and playing music? Mm. Meaning like Ableton Live? No, no, no. He wants no. to give you
0: into <laughs> <get> those. <laughs> no, I'm going to get specific. Um, I started like this last big kick in the last seven months when i got uh a hand-me-down ipad with garage band on it um it was really easy to explore to play just like they've got visual like a drum pad and you play it in real time and and um just lots of tools and features that made it really easy to just make music and i could carry it around so i went and got a good pair of headphones and just started making things and then so i got a, a keyboard mixer for my computer and then i've been working in ableton that has been really cool to learn um, it's not i'm glad i started on GarageBand. uh just got me exposed to a lot of the um, pieces of putting together a song a lot faster um ableton is a power tool for sure
2: and not as intuitive, I would not say. Not as intuitive,
0: <laughs> but but like, I did find because I knew from GarageBand like the shape of what I was trying to do uh-huh. that it was like it is pretty intuitive once you understand like what a song is and how you work, you know, like tracks versus loops, for you know, and like mm-hmm. you have these different concepts. Then it then it was a lot more intuitive and accessible. Uh, so I like that sequence of those two tools.
2: Good. Um, And it sounds like you're self-taught in all of these things.
0: Yeah. Um, Have
2: you taken any classes for anything?
0: I signed up for an ACC um, Foundations of Vocals, but it was like um, musical singing. It was a three-class thing. I went to the first class and got through it, but then like... (laughs)
1: Got through it. Like
0: literally just... (laughs) low-key stage fried it out of going back
2: mm-hmm.
1: like mm-hmm.
0: there was some other stuff that came up but I, I just didn't have a good like i wasn't like oh i'm gonna go back right um and i let that so i just didn't go back um
2: well it didn't sound like the perfect fit for what you're trying no to it. no
0: it wasn't a even within the class that i was like and i did all the exercises and did everything out loud i was like i need some more basic work um Maybe in a class, but like my preference would be one on one. Like someone, like noticing, hey, you need to just go home. Like you need to go home and work for a week on this, um, not like a curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to. There's a couple of tutors I'm I want to look for. And that's a, another one of my next learning areas: is drumming, piano, and still some kind of like vocal styling work like just being able to find more more range of expression
2: okay i would love to listen to a track or hear you just go fresh what do you want to do
0: yeah um i got something i can do acapella uh, that i think is a pretty good uh accessible summary of my project
2: excellent lay it on us
0: I said it all before, I'll say it all again. I never met a four I wouldn't call a 10. That's more than double, meaning life's too rich to have trouble, dreaming awake or sleeping. If that's what it takes, I'm leaning until I can't take the feeling. Often punish myself, try not to hurt people. Mind what I say so my words don't serve evil. Say what I mind cause there's more than survival. Don't know what you heard, I'm not at war with your Bible. That's absurd, it's a book, look, I like it now. Oh geez, if assholes windows to souls, I hope I can see what the pain'll show me. No, please, don't leave. Until I learn to breathe be, I won't speak. If you knew me, you don't know me. Until I learned to love, I was lonely. This ain't the new me, cause there's no me. Every word I use, somebody loaned me. So when I do me, I try to act
3: right, so you can see what it seems to me like.
2: Excellent, thank you. Oh, I love it. I did love
1: you go that. to school for philosophy?
2: <laughs> What's
0: the deal? I did, and I dropped out multiple times.
2: Oh my god, so
0: I'm still in school for philosophy.
2: So, what did that feel like? Um,
0: <laughs> um, so I started noticing unevenness in my voice. I don't know if it was there or not, but like that was the experience mm. I was having it was like just noticing everything being like mm-hmm. vibrational.
2: Oh, man. My therapist has been talking to me about somatic therapy Mm -hmm. and it's it's uh, noticing like so logically you might work through certain things where you're like, all right, I get it. I should not keep doing this harmful coping mechanism or whatever. You can't move past it in your body. And so somatic therapy or EMDR, um, both of those strategies are to like help you notice in your body where something is happening and like target that feeling to and I'm obviously not doing it justice because I have not done it yet but <laughs> um, to like breathe through it or like really focus on that area to like release whatever tension yeah. you're feeling so I wonder if that would be helpful
0: separate from stage fright like just ha- not a response to it or anything um, I'm big into mindfulness meditation um, I've got a schedule that like as, as long as I'm being mindful i've got time you know i can get in like an hour a day uh and i really try to and i really enjoy it and and then i also try to bring it just out into my activities um so recently when i've been encountering the stage fright i definitely have been trying to attend to my body Mm -hmm. and, and kind of resolve it at that level uh or or engage with it at that level um and just watch it and breathe
2: That's wonderful that you set aside that much time in a day to really, like, get centered. And it sounds like a schedule, like you set aside time regularly for music. So kind of, what is your creative schedule? What do you allot for yourself?
0: So I actually find myself uh, in a pretty fortunate position, and definitely fortunate for my my personality, um, that I'm getting in nowhere close to too much but I'm getting in a lot of creative time without scheduling it um, just by being very mindful about capturing when it the energy when it happens and then um, kind of committing myself to doing the morning meditation um, just starting my day that way so that I will be present to there's days I there's many days days in a row that I don't do anything creative um, and as long as i'm paying attention and i and i understand that i'm i'm fine with it it's just like that's what those days were mm-hmm. um so i try to clear out the things that are distracting and make room for the meditation and then that's my scheduling process on a on a small like week to week i will have little ups and downs of creative energy and how much like like i said my writing the first couple lines are always without any intention they come they show up in my mind and i notice them right um sometimes like that'll just be like i can't stop it <laughs> i'm just like trying to keep up with everything and like catch as much as i can and sometimes it's like no i haven't had an idea like i'll notice uh, i haven't had an idea in weeks right um that always seems to be tied to A if I get a creative high, creative peak, and then I have a disrupting event, like I have to travel for work, Mm, mm -hmm. I won't like just get interrupted, I'll drop back to like no energy, I'll just kind of like empty out. Um, and uh, during that time, you know, there's not a lot of action, sure. Um, and during that time, I still just try to like focus on staying present to it
2: what does it do for you to have creative time like what does it do for you emotionally
0: um it gives me a space to um really try to put words on myself um for me it's words but then it also challenges me to start thinking about like a reader a lot, you know. I'm always one of my readers um, and and I lean on that a lot but um, it gives me a chance to think about how other people are going to receive the words so it gives me a chance to think about myself the way other people are going to see me um, all in this space of like yeah but it's all made up not in a bad way like just remember this is exploration right so like I get to play with big stuff in a way for me that's not focused on the drama of it mm-hmm. but still feels very like attentive because I, I've it's a safe play space sure so I'm really interested in manipulating all the things in looking at myself and thinking about what that's going to look like for other people I'm really interested in it but I'm not you know the kind of life drama I'm not like it's safe.
2: Yeah. Oh, nicely put. Does Noble show an interest in uh, your making music or being creative?
0: Um, she has responded well to the output. Um, there's a couple of songs I play for her that she really gets into. I haven't um, found a way to get her. I haven't gotten her in front of, like, making the noise, my personal setup. Uh-huh. Um, but we keep a lot of keyboards around and we keep a lot of musical instruments around um she dances to everything she dances to my stuff She's so she good. plays along she she sings along
2: uh, she's so she's like ready to absorb it's awesome. all that it's awesome oh man do you have any other creative endeavors that you are wanting to explore or kind of see yourself exploring soon
0: mm. yeah there's another another big one i come back to which is um it's it's related but like i like getting to creatively think and problem solve right like i'm really interested in think tank type environments okay getting to do that kind of collaborative resourced thought work right and like like
2: what would happen in the think tank
0: um I don't know. That to me feels like a safe space to do the art of thinking, Uh and that is really appealing to me. Like, and and to me, it's not even about what are you thinking about. It's like I don't know. Someone might present, like, frame different problems or different thought spaces. That's I don't. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I want it to get put in front of me and then play with it. Uh Like, I want to play those games. I want to play with those toys. Um, but in a way where I'm trying to offer out some right? Like, I think I do that a lot on my own anyway. I'm just, like, thinking and having fun with it and playing with it, but I'm not actually trying to share something.
2: Mm-hmm. You want to share your brain space with other people.
0: Yeah, like, in a, in a think tank-type environment, one, you're sharing it with your team and you're collaborating and doing that, but then you're also trying to, like, share out some, some thought product. Yeah. Uh, that seems really fun
2: awesome is there an upcoming project that we should look out for
0: there is a recent mixtape um it's called six tape um i just i wanted to make a project and i didn't have any compelling reason to make one but i love stupid i uh, like i i love just really superficial wordplay and puns and six tape was like oh it's a mixtape with six things on it so i just took like the six most recent things i had that were like close to finished and put them together and then kind of you know the six things were random sort of random but then figured out how to sequence them and like what's the the concept here uh so oh. it's, a, it's a little Interesting. it's about nine minutes long so
2: cool well we'll have a link for that for sure if you were to give yourself a title for your creative identity what would your title be
0: metaphorical magician
2: Mm, yeah
0: um it does a lot of things that i like um both of the words both of the words in that phrase have multiple uses and have multiple uses specifically as they apply to my situation yeah right like i'm a former magic professional (laughs) um i i also feel like uh you know certainly endeavor to be and and and, but I I feel very good reading my own ear like I feel like a magician with metaphors or at least that's the the ambition the aspiration um and then I said metaphorical magician instead of metaphor magician oh uh uh-huh because that can read either like I'm not really a magician I don't really have magic but that's what I'm like Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like digging into the metaphor of it <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Amber>. <laughs> i appreciate how much thought you put into the playfulness <laughs> and application of each word that is hmm. just you
1: i gotta roll over here because <laughs> so over, Bill. in in preparation of this um this taping i asked you several weeks ago i'm like yeah do you have your your creative title ready to go and he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I think I got it. You want to know? I'm like, no, 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 please save it. Surprise me. I can't wait to hear it. And I should have written it down on a piece of paper because I had a guess. And my guess was Word Wizard. Oh!
2: <laughs> That's so close. Do you have any uh, questions from the producer this week? No. We covered it all. No. no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. going to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, reel be in. <laughs> Well, thank you, Billy, and thanks to our listeners, and we hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. Billy's
1: latest project, Six Tape, is available on SoundCloud for as many interpretive listens as you like. Distortions are there to remind you that there are as many definitions of one word as there are ears to hear it. This episode was produced by me, Amber Moreno. And hosted by my crafty comrade, Angelica Norton, right this here at Open Envelope Studio. The eye, the eye, Thanks for listening.
3: The eye, the now
1: go take the those the jittery eye. hands I and belly butterflies, eyes, butterflies to an start open mic.
3: Lines. If you trust me, this is why. Cause you watch me learn to fly. And I can bend <laughs> and I can break. Thoughtful about the road I take. No what I mean the things I say. Cause I'm trying to find a way. When I find it, can't be stopped. Till I reach the very top count and we all in different ones up the mountain down the mountain from the valleys to the summer it's a struggle it's a grind banging with the rocks I might my- Bang the fingertip. This is how I keep my grip. It's a struggle. It's a crime Banging with the rocks on my feet. The bang the fingertip. This is how I keep my grip. The eye the eye the eye the eye windows through which I watch the sky. The eye the eye It goes in here and out the side. The mouth, the mind, the hand, the heart. This is how I built my art. The eye the eye the eye the eye. The wood I used to keep me dry. Duck duck goose goose. The words the Birds that I let loose, I can't count twos. If you can't come now what's the use? The you, the you, the you, the you you. cause you're the root I come back to the mouth, the mind, the hand, the heart. This is how we play our parts
1: And uh, I'm like, yeah. Can you go into the back seat? You know, go into the backpack, third pocket back, pull out the tablet, giving him step by step instructions, which he um, really tolerates pretty well. <laughs> and then he's like, oh yeah, sure. I support the arts. <laughs> that was it. That was it. And I died. I killed her.
0: Killed, her. It killed
1: me because I'm like, yeah. Can you just help me run lines? You're like, sure, babe. I support <laughs> the arts.
3: one for my daughter, know she wanna banger. When the beat bop, she dropped like an anchor. And she got that can't stop till she popped danger. Head banging circles like angels. Arms flying out at all angles. Charmed by the smile that her face grows. Twinkle, it'll start making space glow. I don't know what's hot, but my baby bop Happy with what I got, cause my baby bop Chip off the block, so we play a lot And I bop with my baby till she say we stop I don't know how to trap, but my baby bop We put down this track, cause my baby bop Chip off the block, yeah we play a lot And I bop with my baby till she say we stop